Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. I have Dr. Osayanda Evubuamwana. He's a senior lecturer and medical specialist in the Department of Nuclear Medicine, Faculty of Health Sciences at the University of the Free State, um, working in the Department of Nuclear Medicine. So, uh, Dr. Evubuamwana, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, I think this, it's so, it's, it's really such an important discussion. We were talking about early detection, but of course, um, there are advanced stages of prostate cancer and good to see that uh, new Nuclear medicine is working, but if you can just give us a quick idea, what is nuclear medicine? Briefly and very simplified form, nuclear medicine, it's a, it's a branch of medicine or it's a specialty of medicine where um, radioisotopes are used for imaging and diagnosis and treatment of various pathological conditions. So how, how would that, and pardon my ignorance, how, would, how is nuclear medicine different, different from radiotherapy, for example? Okay, so um, there are two different types of sources that are used. In nuclear medicine, we use what is called unsealed sources. And in radiotherapy, they usually use sealed sources. Uh-huh. Okay, so the, the major difference with the two is that with nuclear medicine, your treatment is more targeted, directed to the cancer specifically. Okay, but for radiotherapy... It's actually difficult to, to target just only the cancer cells. You are still going to be able, you're still going to have some effect on non-cancerous cells around you. So because nuclear medicine, you can specifically target cancer cells to a large extent, then you can give very, very high doses of radiation. And you're not too worried that you will damage normal surrounding structures. But for radiotherapy, you might damage surrounding structures. So you are limited to the amount of radiation you can. I, I see. So we're talking specifically about um, that the University of the Free State is treating uh, uh, its first patient with this advanced stages of prostate cancer using nuclear medicine. Can you perhaps outline, I mean, would, is nuclear medicine something that you would use in the early stages as well? Why are we specifically focusing on the fact that it's advanced stages? Well, you have, you have a good point. Um there's still a lot of research ongoing to see the value of nuclear medicine in, in early stages. So uh, we need to understand that it's, it's quite um, a low percentage of prostate cancer patients who will actually get to the advanced stage. So um, early detection, like has been earlier mentioned, is actually the goal for everybody. If you detect these cancers very early, you have a very, very, um, a much better chance of managing them. Now, you're going to have some patients who have had early treatment in terms of a prostatectomy, so the prostate is taken out, right? Mm-hmm. And then the cancer starts to come back maybe after five years. And when the cancer starts to come back, then they undergo what is called some form of castration therapy. Now, few patients, after another extra five years, might have what is called castrate-resistant prostate cancer. And sometimes by the time they are coming back, the cancer has spread throughout the whole body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, conventional therapy that has been there for a very long time, which is chemotherapy, tends to help some of these patients. So some of these patients can 
undergo chemotherapy and might get better, but will worsen again. Some patients might be too sick to have chemotherapy and why some patients might not be able to tolerate the chemotherapy at all. So these are the patients who usually will come for nuclear medicine therapy. So right now, the nuclear medicine therapy seems to be like a second line. And I think one of the most important reasons is that it's still it's very expensive, you see, because it's still new, it's novel, so it's still a bit expensive. So people will tend to want to go for the cheaper route first. And if that fails, then they come for nuclear medicine therapy. However, we believe that with more research and if it becomes more readily available and cheaper, who knows, it might be first line. Nothing stops it from being first line. In short, there are studies that are ongoing now that are comparing this nuclear medicine therapy with other forms of therapy as first line to see which is actually better. But for now, it's just too expensive to be first line. I see. So, and, and I know that you have funds at the moment, um, the funds at, at the, at the university. So you can treat a certain amount of people. I know that they're, um, different treatments, but before we even get there, you said that they're doing research into looking at the, you know, the, the efficacy of the treatment, the chemotherapy compared to the nuclear, um, uh, treatment. Um, and and that the nuclear treatment is that much more expensive. So what is the outcome? Are they clear on, on which is a better treatment? Cost aside, uh, doctor. Well, like I said, it's research, so it's ongoing, so you're not going to have answers now until yeah. the research is over. We also intend, in South Africa, we also intend to also partake in such research because we need to also understand that in Africa, particularly, the way our cancer, prostate cancer behaves is a bit different from Europe and America, you know, it's a bit different. It's more aggressive. So whatever, we need to do our own studies here and hopefully we will get the funds to actually do those studies one of these days. So you have been given funds to work with um, patients at the moment and you've, you've, you've introduced it to, is it one particular patient or have there been a few patients who have taken part in this treatment? Okay. So we, we are actually almost done with the first patient and we are actually preparing the second patient for, for the, for the therapy. So we, we, like you said, with the funds, not like the funds are much like that. I think we just have funds for about five patients for now, thereabout. Okay. Yes. But um, we also need to be very careful the way we select these patients because you see, this treatment is not going to work for every single patient. And mm-hmm. because it's very expensive, you need to actually do proper patient selection so that you can select those patients who are likely going to benefit from it. So apparently, we're treating our first patient now and he. That patient has taken three doses out of the four, so he's left with his fourth dose. And we are a bit hopeful that he's, if he's able to tolerate the fourth dose and complete his treatment, he will, he will have some response. Is it so too most, early to tell? How has, how has his body responded to the treatment? Well, it's a bit too early to tell. We will always prefer to, for him to have all four treatments completed. Uh-huh. And then we can we can assess his treatment response. I see. Yeah, so, but so far so good. I see. So you're talking about five treatments, doctor. Is that usually how many treatments you would go for, um, or does it vary according to each case? So it's, it's according to each case. So majority of people will always have four treatments, but then you can have four to six. Some patients might require an extra two after the four to have treatment response. So it, it, it's all patient dependent. So it, it, you know, it's like it's individualized medicine. It's not a one size fits all approach. You have to look at the particular patient you are treating, and then I the see. protocol might be different. 
I see. And doctor, how do the side effects differ from the chemotherapy? Are there side effects? Yeah, just like every other medication, there are always side effects. But like I say, um, this treatment, um, it's a very, very specific treatment. So mm-hmm. in, in nuclear medicine, you have a radioisotope that has been tagged to a tracer. And the tracer takes the radioisotope to wherever you want it to go. So in, in terms of this treatment, the name of the tracer is called PSMA. So it says prostate-specific membrane antigen ligand. So it means that it's very specific for prostate cancer cells. So the moment we inject patients with this radio tracer, the tracer takes it straight to where the prostate cancer cells are, and it causes damage of those cells. So because it's very specific to those cells, it, it, it hardly causes damage to the surrounding structures, okay? Mm-hmm. But there are a few structures that might still also take up the tracer, like the salivary glands. Uh-huh. Okay, so some of these patients, after treatment, they complain of dryness of the mouth because they cannot produce enough saliva. Okay, so that's one of the major side effects we have with this therapy. But I'm sure if you ask a patient, choose one, get better from your prostate cancer and, and lose some function of your salivary glands, or allow your prostate cancer to continue causing you pain and illness until you pass on, I'm almost certain that almost everybody will, <laughs> will choose the former and not the latter. Sure. Yeah, yeah. so where it's different from chemotherapy is that chemotherapy is also very efficacious, but you see the problem is that it's not specific. So as a chemo is killing cancer cells, it's also killing the normal tissue. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a limit at which you can go for chemotherapy. That's why some of these patients, you know, most of them, when they start chemotherapy, they can't complete it because of the side effects. Yeah. So they have to come to nuclear medicine therapy. Dr. Oseyande, we're just going to take a quick break. Um, please stay with us. Thank you. Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Welcome back to the DL Link Show. On the line, I have Dr. Osayanda Evubuamwan, who is a senior lecturer and medical specialist in the Department of Nuclear Medicine. And that's the Faculty of Health Sciences at the University of the Free State, who have uh, recently been given the expertise and funds um, to treat a certain amount of patients um, with this new nuclear treatment. And a lot of research is being done as well, because as uh, the doctor pointed out, um, in Africa, uh, prostate cancer is more aggressive. So, uh, doctor, just before I do say goodbye to you very quickly, um, because also when I did a bit of research, so the, the more black men are at risk of getting prostate cancer and you're saying in Africa it's even more aggressive so let's look at the age of going for this prostate um, checkups if you can just because it's it's always you know we, we want to be clear so that our listeners are very clear about when they should be going for the checkups yeah so basically uh, like we, we've seen a few patients already here for example who get diagnosed with prostate cancer as young as 45 43 years and you know that's that's quite young mm-hmm. most of the patients who are diagnosed will be over 50 55 in their 60s and 70s so yeah i think for for us in africa you, you need to stick with the age group of 35 to 40 between that age group you should, you should start checking your PSA levels you know because it, it's actually quite aggressive in Africa compared to, to other places mm-hmm. so a, anything between the age of 35 and 40 you 
start checking your PSA levels regularly, at least once a year, then you'll be able to pick up very early disease. Okay. Thank you, doctor. Early detection, that's what we're aiming for. And listen, we wish you every success um, with the treatments taking place at the university and also the research that's going with it. Um, and thank you. I know you're very busy. So thank you very much for your time. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much. And enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you.